0: To the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Wyatt Fuels, Schmontz's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Here's Matt Mosley.
1: From AT&T Stadium, good afternoon, Tom Barfield, John Morris, glad to have you with us. It is day one, John, of Big 12 Media Days, and what a great day so far,
2: and look forward to what's to come here this afternoon. Yeah, first of two, and I'm going to stick around a little bit with you, and you and I are going to guide everyone through the next couple of hours from here in Arlington. Uh, first of two days, five schools today, including Baylor, mm-hmm. the defending Big 12 champs, and uh, the preseason pick to win the Big 12 this year. Should be a lot of fun, so hang around with we got a lot of things to do for you today, all
1: football related, all Big 12 football related. Should get the juices flowing and, and get you excited about uh, college football 2022. And it's all coming up next right here on ESPN Central Texas. What a year for Baylor athletics!
2: Here's the play, fourth down and goal from the one. Hand up, run and left, trying to get to the corner. He didn't get Can there. He it did it? not get there. It he stopped Can short. Desmond Jackson with the dive for the pylon. Sharon McVeigh kept him out.
3: From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics,
2: ESPN Central Texas.
4: I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. Now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20 year old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again, get it dressed up again, and let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray-in bed liners. We have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220
3: Your Drive in Waco. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
5: Hey, guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I brought
0: my own sound effects. That's the door slamming every time I ask a woman out. <laughs>
5: They don't shut the door in your face though when you wanna give them a free estimate for foundation repair.
0: No, they don't. They normally say something else.
5: Well, they say, Hi, Jimmy, come give me a free foundation inspection. And we you get start by giving us a call at two five four two three five. You tried, but that was dumb. Or Keep going. It Jimmy.com.
6: Yeah, that's me,
0: fixitjimmy.com. Matter of fact, if I come to your door, slam it in my face, make me feel like I'm hanging out with Jana. <laughs>
9: I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me.
1: Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Back at AT&T Stadium as we continue on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. It is the Big 12 Media Days, and we are presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. And uh, many thanks to the folks at uh, Baylor Alumni for presenting our show today. John, we've uh, we got a lot of things going on this afternoon uh, as far as... Uh, Guests coming by in interviews, and, and the cool thing about this event is you don't know who's going to walk by at any given time <laughs> right.
2: in, in, in an opportunity to visit. It's a cool thing for us, mm-hmm. for Aaron in the studio, not so cool yeah. because he's got to be ready. And sometimes we might record somebody. We've got some uh, interviews we recorded a little bit earlier this afternoon, and some that could come by live, and we got to grab them when they come by. So, but it is fun. It is a uh, it is a target rich environment here at. AT&T Stadium. So
1: earlier today, uh, Dr. Uh, Brett Yormark, the new uh, commissioner of the Big 12 Conference, met with the, the general media, and then later on, he kind of broke out into a little group, and I say little, it's probably 15 or 20 reporters there, and, and we had an opportunity to be a part of that interview and, and part of that uh, that mini-press conference, if you will. Great information coming from the new commissioner in a new direction, I think, for the league.
2: Yeah, I was really interested to hear from him today because, Mm -hmm. you know, we knew his name when he was announced, but... And we knew a little bit of his background, but hadn't heard from him. And I thought he did a fabulous job today. I mean, that's a tough situation to come in, you know, in front of this group. This is your introduction to all these uh, media types, you know, and fans that are watching or listening. Um, But I thought he did a really good job. You know, one misword, misstep and people would just pounce on it right, you know and right. I, I didn't that i've heard i didn't see any of that so i thought he did a really really good job today you know
1: and i know he he's got a lot of things on his plate and a lot of things going on one of the things that i did find interesting that he said was he wanted to enhance if you will the the value of the events that the Big 12 handle, it may, may be a championship event. Not not that they're not great events in their own right, but he wants to enhance the the fan experience when they come to a Big
2: 12 event. Translated, Jay Z will be here. Yeah, it's is absolutely right? correct. Singing the national <laughs> anthem or something. Means. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, No, but that's his background. Right, and his background is in sports and entertainment, and it's great that he has that uh, mindset, that mm-hmm. philosophy, that he wants those two to be together. So we had an opportunity to be a part of that uh, that
1: interview and uh, that uh, press conference that uh, followed the, the big press conference, and here's a part of that conversation.
10: Are you at least open to the idea of a negotiation
11: with
12: Texas and OU for an early exit, or are you, like your predecessor, he was hard and fast about, no, they're staying until the Probably. end from my perspective, anything's on the table. As I've as I've said many times before, I've got to listen and learn. But in, but we're open for business. So if, whether it's Texas or Oklahoma or anyone else wants to sit down with me and talk about how we can create value for the conference, I'm all ears. So I'm not against it, but it's got to be in the best interest of the conference, obviously. Um, and. That's what my focus is.
10: Are you are you are you concerned about the Big Ten getting a head start on anything? With the whole USC and UCLA going in 24, are you concerned about the Big 12? Like y'all need to be in position for whatever that is going to be by that
12: year. Haven't thought about that. Okay. I haven't thought about the the, the Big Ten kevin warren and i and all the commissioners have been chatting um as i said earlier i'm i'm less concerned about what others are doing more concerned about what we do to create value um, to create stability and to grow what all of us are a part of today that's what my focus on
13: stability i mean this is a very tumultuous kind of world college football i mean when you into this I mean what what really attracted you because I mean
12: I think it's exciting I think when there's challenges there's possibilities and if you think about my background I've always made adjustments because I've effectively broke boundaries personal boundaries I didn't know anything about NASCAR and dove right in and loved the experience there and I was the first time CEO when I went to, to Brooklyn and, and learned a lot when it comes to building brands and, and, and operating buildings. Um, and, and in many respects, I see the same here. Uh, I, I think we have an incredible opportunity to, to grow and prosper, and I want to be a part of that process and work with all the member institutions and the staff at the Conference 12 and, or at the Big 12 and and work with the presidents and the ADs. I just think we have a, a real special moment in front of us. And Bob has left me with an, a great foundation. You know, I, I often say to people, it's not always the issue at hand, it's your recovery. What Bob did with bringing those four schools in was tremendous. If you think about the value creation there, going from you know five markets to eight, expanding our reach, opening up markets like Florida and Ohio, uh, just an incredible job. So I'm going to lean on Bob a lot during this transition period, as I should. And I'd like to take advantage of all my resources around me. So, um, it's exciting. I'm glad to be here.
13: There are there opportunities to add teams? Is that a vehicle where Texas OU could get out early if you bring I don't, a team th- in? I,
12: I don't think one has to do with the other. I think they're, they're, they're separate conversations. If there's an opportunity for us to do something that enhances the Big 12 through conference realignment, we will explore all options. As I said to, to, uh, earlier today, we're in the exploratory mode, um, and optionality is good as it relates to Texas and Oklahoma, totally different conversation. Where's your time is right, we we'll, we'll, we'll engage.
10: Where's your, your singular focus right now? Let me back up. How much time are you putting in on expansion right now?
12: Talking I mean, about I mean, expansion? I'm engaged. Now, obviously, I'm working two jobs right now yeah. and transitioning out of one, going into a new one, but I'm engaged and uh, relying on all the the conference resources um, to... to guide me in in what might be the most appropriate way to move forward. But I'm taking a leadership position in many of those conversations, and um, it's been great so far. What was your
2: first move when when USC and UCLA, you know, announced right after, a day or two after? Who who was the first people you talked to and reached out to to try to figure out, hey, what do we need to do here?
12: Well, I mean, I I reached out to our key stakeholders, our presidents and ADs, and, and said, let's formulate a plan. Bob as well. I mean, he's a great resource. Lived it a year ago. Um, no one better to, to lean on than him. Um, so it's been a, a, a collective group that has been discussing, you know, what those options are and, and what is our primary goal moving forward.
10: You're talking about the excuse me, the hipper, cool.
12: We were talking about this among ourselves before you got over here. Some of us young and hippie. Hip and cool I'm not hip and cool. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. I'll teach you. <laughs> uh,
10: what's your half? Will you have Beyonce and JC perform at Listen, some point?
12: I, Rock Nation will always be a great resource for me. And I'm to serious, the, t- no, and I mean that. And to the extent that we can weave in music and and do things differently, both on campus and at our championship events, why not? Why not amplify the experience? Why not create more value? for our fans. Um, I haven't spent too much time thinking about it, but everything is a possibility. What was the name of
10: your band?
12: I didn't really have a, I mean, I had a band, but there wasn't really a name, it was a garage band. You know, after school, you want to get on the drum set, and my brother and I rotated, it was in this orange, sparkling Ludwig drum set. And I don't even think my kids ever saw me kind of with the drumsticks because I haven't picked them up in years. But it was a fun moment. But obviously a long time ago. I don't want to date myself, but many, many years. But well, obviously I understand you can People like you know Lawrence and Linda—they've got a list of what they think is important too. So, how much do you go with what the presidents are telling you? We're aligned. You, you know, they, they want us to—they want us to grow the, the brand. They want us to grow the business. Uh, they want us to create value now that leads to a big moment when we think about our multimedia rights negotiation. And as I said earlier, everything we do now needs to build on that moment.
0: Do you worry right. about cultures? Do You worry about the other conferences coming in and trying to get your members.
12: Listen, I, from my perspective, we're engaged. We're a unified group. I'm speaking to our presidents and, and ADs. They know our value proposition. Uh, I reinforce it all the time. So I think we're in great shape, you know, the collective group today. So what we think about is how do we add to it? And that's my focus.
14: And so with the younger, hipster, what you were talking about, would would you entertain, like, the streaming
12: companies, the big tech, as opposed to... Well, I such think a linear product. No, 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 you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, a digital platform connects us to, to a younger audience when you think about it from that perspective. And I, I think that as I look forward, we will be linear because that's the reach factor. That helps build your brand. There's nothing like linear TV. If you think about the six most highly rated TV shows, if you will, in the month of June, there were the six NBA finals games. What does that mean? It means there's nothing like live TV and live sports. And and, and we're, so we're in a great place. We're in the live sports business. So I think there's a real opportunity uh, there to diversify between linear and digital. And we're doing a little bit of that now, obviously, we, obviously with ESPN Plus. Um, but do I think we can amplify that in the future? Absolutely. How did, did you kind of get in contact with this job? I mean, what was that process like? A recruiter reached out to Turnkey. Uh, they're very, very big in the in the college space. Uh, done, done some other commissioner searches, AD searches, and uh, they were partnered with the Big Twelve
10: uh, on this particular assignment. What made it? Uh, what made you take the call? What made you interested?
12: Well, I know the principles of of Turnkey, but and and I always told them if there was something you felt. Providing me with the next big moment, another big challenge, an opportunity to put my fingerprints on something and make a difference. You know, give me a call. And I hadn't received a call up until this. And when this one came, I said, what the heck? It sounds great. You know, let me put myself into the process. I felt I was a little bit of the underdog going in, just given my background, although I'm a pretty confident guy and I felt that I could do it. But didn't know if the board wanted to pivot away from the traditional. But as I started going through the process, I realized there was a potential appetite for them to do that, and um, I'm excited they ultimately chose me. And I feel very honored to be here. Will you bring people with you from Rock Nation? What's your thought process on like how you want to, you know, on your staff of the Big Twelve? Well, from my perspective, I've got to spend time with the current staff, and so and I've been here for two days. So far, the staff has been incredible. For me, it's not so much about change it's about how do we add to the current resources because we're going to need some and the board is very supportive of that so as we think about some of the goals and objectives of where we want to go we're going to need more resources and thankfully having been in the industry as long as i have i know where to go um and um no different than where i've been before i want to bring the best of the best in, if it gets to that and we, we do some things out of it. By that, the way, <clears throat> talking about the best of the best, Teresa right over here works with me at Rock Nation, and she is joining me. So to, to make that uh, to answer that question, Teresa is my assistant at Rock Nation. She's been with me for years, and she'll be joining me.
5: You mentioned
13: that you're a confident guy. Where does that confidence originate?
12: You know, I think it, I was, that confidence was instilled by my mom. You know, my, I, I grew up in a single parent household. Uh, my mom worked um, 14 hours a day. She um, she effectively has been my mentor for both my brother and I and my sister. And she built a business on her own, do hard work, and she always taught me that you know nothing replaces hard work. And seeing her do what she did, she she paved a path for me, and hopefully I'm doing the same for my kids and setting the right example. Um, and along the way, I've I've tasted success, and I guess you could say that. Through that, I've been, I've gained some confidence. I, I I'm a firm believer, and you bet on people, and uh, the board has bet on me, and um, I plan on delivering them everything they, they they want and need, and and I want to make this very successful. What, what was your mom's business? She was uh, in the wallpaper business. Yeah, and um, was there for many many years, and wallpaper and paint. In fact, um, she touch she she kind of got close to interior design and. Worked commercially and and, uh, and residentially, so um, she inspired me. Which to, you, to be where I am today. What should we order at the at your wife's restaurant? Oh my God, everything's good. Yeah. So I don't eat a lot of carbs because I like to kind of stay in shape. I work out <laughs> every day. I even did you a little too. run this morning. But listen, everything's great there. Right. You know, and and when you go to New York, you'll be my guest. You just let me know when you guys are there covering anything. You just text me, I got you covered. But the meatballs, the pasta, the fish. It's fantastic. Well, she should open did one man, of names. And let Manhattan. me ask him: does anyone here dance? Does any of you dance? I don't know. E- so she opened outdoor dining uh, like everyone else did, mm-hmm. you know, during COVID. And she really reinvented the outdoor dining experience in New York. It's called Fresco by Scotto. And she's on a street where there's no residential high-rises. So there's no noise ordinance. Okay. So she can, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, there's a DJ. And people dance we're literally in the street and on the sidewalk. So if you come there, it's, it's a it's a world-class experience. Great food, great ambiance. Let me know. You'll be my guest. You mentioned
14: earlier you were talking about streaming and yeah. but the evolving marketplace of maybe and how people sort product. How does that impact potential members' past value compared to future value?
12: Evolution of how their fans might. Well, I mean, listen, I I think on a go forward basis, as we think about our partners, we want to be innovative. We want to be creative. We want to reach our fans in every way possible um, linear, digital. And I think it's incumbent upon us to work with our partners to reinvent that experience and how we know it today. And if you think about what's going to happen over the course of the next couple of years with emerging technology. I think we'll be in a better position to do that in a couple of years than we are today. Although it's, it, it's evolving and we're in a better place today than we were historically, I think there's incredible up, uh, upside moving forward on how we can present our game, how do we engage with our with our fans, and you're seeing a lot of the, you know the, the major sports do that now, um, and um,
3: that's something I'm thinking about moving forward to. Joining gotta move to our I'm next stop, that, to the Thank time. you. Media rights negotiations. You said that's that's coming, but
12: uh, we have three more years. So right. you know, when, when when all the parties are interested in getting together and 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 want to sit down, then we're open to it.
13: How much was that conversation
12: with everybody in the interview process? Was that top of the list, or no? I mean, they made me aware of the timeline. Obviously, no different than obviously you guys are aware of it. But that's about it. So any, thoughts hey, a, you. any thoughts on a any thoughts on a Durant trade? <laughs> on the what? On the Durant? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we passed the baton to those guys. We, yeah, they got to figure it out now. Okay. okay. All right. So that's Brett
1: Yormark, the uh, the new commissioner of the Big Twelve, and and again, John, he's <laughs> with the uh, with the movement of USC and UCLA. All of a sudden, the brand new commissioner is knee-deep in it he's i mean it's it's full full tilt boogie for
2: uh, for the new commissioner yeah and that happened that announcement came the day after he was announced as the new commissioner of the big 12 so he it is sink or swim for him and uh i think really impressive uh i know he also leans on mac rhodes baylor's director of athletics uh, quite a bit uh i, I walked up to your Yarm, mark a rare moment when it was just he and bob Berta. And I just introduced myself as being from Baylor, and mm-hmm. first words out of his mouth were, "Man, we love Mac Roads." I said, "I couldn't do this without Mac." He said, we talk 10 times a day. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Uh, but he's leaning on Mac, and I'm sure some other people also. But um, that's that's the guy that's, you know, learning on the job and uh, learning in a hurry, kind of like, like drinking out of a fire hydrant.
1: You know, and I think about Mac Rhodes and his vision for Baylor, and I think about what I just heard from your,
2: Mark, and I can see how they kind of parallel yeah. each other, don't yeah. you? Yeah, that's good. And you want the buy-in from, mm-hmm. from Mac and other athletic directors and, quite frankly, from, from Linda Livingston. Stone, who was here Correct. also, we'll hear from her uh, later also, but um, uh, or we heard from her last hour. Baylor President Linda Livingstone, um, but it, it does seem like there's unanimity there in the support by the league and ADs and presidents and chancellors for Brett Yormark.
1: That, uh, so that was a uh, that was a visit with Brett Yormark. We're going to step aside right here. We're going to come back to AT and T Stadium with more of the program. And again, we are presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni on ESPN Central Texas.
3: Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsi Group.
6: Since 1949, the Nichi Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nichigroup.com. With the Nichi Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at the nichigroup.com.
11: Your ESPN Central Texas forecast for the rest of the afternoon, sunny and hot with the heat advisory in effect. Tonight, clear skies, overnight low near 80. The rest of the week, we'll see highs of around 107 and overnight lows in the upper 70s. Currently, it's 106 at ESPN Central Texas.
3: Baylor football on ESPN Central Texas.
11: boys.com.
15: So windows direct
3: ESPN radio sports center.
13: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Rangers and Oakland played 12 innings last night before Oakland prevailed 14 seven. The rubber match of that three-game series is tonight. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The Kyle Tucker doubled in the top of the ninth, scored Jose Altuve to give the Astros a 6-5 win over the Angels. Game two of that series late tonight on the West Coast. Stay up late or wake up early to see the start of the Open Championship in Scotland. Colin Morikawa, Xander Shoffley, and Roy McIlroy hit the course at 4 a.m. Central time tomorrow. Tiger Woods, Matt Fitzpatrick, and Max Homa will get underway at 9 o'clock in the morning. Big 12 media days are underway in Arlington. Stay tuned to ESPN Central Texas for all the latest information.
3: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Tom Barfield, John Morris,
1: Lark Smith. We welcome you back to AT&T Stadium. It is Big 12 Media Days presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. Again, John, we talk about you never know who you're going to run into. And you knew Ian Fitzsimmons and introduced him to us. And he's
2: on our radio station at night. He's part of our team, but I never had a chance to meet him. Yeah, great guy. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know where I first met him, but I've known him for a long time. And he's on ESPN National Radio every night and then does a ton of games. He's the sideline guy for ESPN Radio's national football games during the uh, fall. So he is very plugged in to college football.
1: I was just, you know, his personality, I think, it really
2: works well for a sideline reporter. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: he, he just fits, doesn't
2: he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He doesn't mince any words. No, no, that. he doesn't. So uh, uh, you want to hear that? Yeah, this absolutely. This is Ian Fitzsimmons of ESPN Radio here, part of the media contingent at Big 12 Football Media Days. Back with us here at Big 12 Football Media Days. In Arlington, I should say, Old Trapper Big 12 Conference Media Days. We love the uh, sponsor of the uh, medias, uh, media opportunities, and a guy that can relate to that is heard weeknights here on ESPN Central Texas. Ian Fitzsimmons joins us now. One of the luminaries walking around the Come stadium on, shut here. Up,
16: Johnny, the voice of the damn Baylor Bears, baby. I mean, <laughs> you're a legend here, man. So th- thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Mark, uh, Mark, good to see you guys. Tom, good to see you. And you start handing out free beef jerky. Yeah, an old horse guy like me who grew up on a third bed horse farm in Folsom, Louisiana. Yeah, I'm going to attack some jerky. So I'm <laughs> in, man, man, you get to say, Old Trapper is a new sponsor. I'm like, yep, sign me up. Well, there you go. You're going to
2: take a box of that home with you. If not I'm gonna, more, I'm going to tackle that guy right there. Take the whole stand, absolutely. <laughs> old Trapper, there's a good testimonial right there. What do you think? This kind of uh, kind of kicks things off, thinking about football that season,
16: it? man. You remember Steve Spurrier famously said that many, many moons ago, right? Where uh, you know at SEC media days he's you know like this is talking season Every, everybody's yeah, great oh yeah Every, you know, my quarterbacks great <laughs> running backs great everything's great and we're all lying right? yeah. <laughs> but except for you guys man Dave Aranda as, as you know John you know I've talked about this I mean I, I've known him going back to his days at Utah State and you know he, he just seems last year had you guys three times he seems like the guy I knew way back when yeah when, when I had that two, that LSU squad in 2019 I had him six times he looked miserable,
6: hmm.
16: you know, because it, it, it went from you got to beat Alabama, mm-hmm. then it was you got to win the SEC, then it's go, you got to go undefeated. Hmm. It's like, can I just enjoy my breakfast, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm right. here with my wife and kids, and now I think his first year at Baylor, it, 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 it wasn't like he was himself; was kind of finding his way a bit, right? And then year two, it was you know what? I'm an introvert in an extrovert's world. I'm just going to be me, and you saw a the best version of, of Dave Aranda when you had so many schools coming after him last year I mean I know for a fact he, that his, his, he was he told his agent there's three schools out, no no I'm happy right here he right. could be himself right at Baylor and I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon and Baylor fans you've got one of the best in the business in Dave Aranda he's just he's won everywhere he's been Bottom line, and and that and that's what he does. He yeah. wins games that may not be conventional, but he finds a way to get it done. Hey, go back to the, that pylon right uh, down there. Oh yeah, I know. I'm standing on the pylon, <laughs> you know, calling that game on ESPN ready with Sean Kelly and Barrett Jones, and the place goes nuts. it's the it's the hit of the year, right? And you, I look down the Baylor sideline, and there's a Randa stone face, no emotion right none (laughs) that's the that's him that's the fiery defensive coordinator in him and hit in his mind it was one second three inches got to get the ball out game's not over yeah that is Dave Arandon. And afterward, he read, read some book by you know, Tolstoy or <laughs> whatever, right? I mean, it wasn't even celebrating the actual game. He just went back to his hotel and retired with, you know, a, a, a kid's book or something. Oh. Who knows?
2: Hey, I am glad we've got him, though. Oh, hell Man. yeah. And to be honest, his first year was a COVID year. Absolutely. No spring practice. Everything was new. Meeting his players, meeting the, their families over over a Zoom. And that was 2-7. and seven. But how about that? How dramatic is that? Had to go from 2-7 to 12-2. That's all he
16: guy does, man. He wins. And, he, I, and, again, I think every head coach is going to learn something in their first stint, right? Hey, Bill Belichick was fired, at, you know, in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. And, and remember, back in 95, they won a playoff game. But Vinny Testaverde, a quarterback, I think they were an 11-win team. The following year, patience is the ultimate virtue, right? Well, whatever, not in coaching. And he goes like, you know, wins, what, five games the following year, and the Browns fire him. That's yeah. the Browns being the Browns. But he learned from that experience, right. and now the rest is history. Not comparing here, it's an example of, I think Aranda learned a lot as to, one, be yourself, and two, man, just he revamped the staff, which I'm sure wasn't easy for him to do, but right. you, you saw the the – not just the best version of of Coach Aranda, but I think that's what you're going to see going forward. That's just who he is. You cover college football all over the
1: country. You cover the SEC. You've got your thumb on all of this. Where's
16: the Big 12 in your opinion? Well, right now you've got – Two that are have separated, obviously, and that's the SEC and the Big Twelve. And I remember talking to Greg Sankey, SEC commissioner, wait, last wait. year. SEC and Big Twelve. Oh, just give me, Big Ten. Okay. Oh, sorry, I apologize. Right. Just just a no, like, moment here. No, yeah. I like
2: what you said. That's <laughs> <So> <laughs> the SEC the and line. Big Ten.
16: But I remember uh, telling Sankey, you know, uh, super conferences are, are are on the rise, and he said, "Well, we're already there." He's right. Gee, yeah. I mean, mean, he is. Look look at how many national titles, you know, over the last 10, 12 years. I mean, sorry. That's just the way it is. And they've gotten even bigger. Obviously, the Big Ten reaction to Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, that was driven by Fox. I've talked to two different athletic directors in the Pac-12 that have said this is – a direct reaction from Fox with UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten. So now you have those two that have separated themselves. Now it's a feeding frenzy. Uh, and and if you're not aggressive, you're beaten. I mean, if you aren't looking to poach someone else, you're done. And I think that's where Jim Phillips and the ACC and George Klyovkov of the Pac-12, they were naive to think that at, at alliance <laughs> was going to work. I mean, I don't know if Kevin Warren of the Big Ten had hung up the phone before he started laughing. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and not to his defense, but this expansion by the Big Ten was driven by Fox. Again, two athletic directors in, in the Pac-12 told me that independent of one another. Hmm. So now you're looking at Brett Yormark, right? And I just had a long sit-down with him. He comes off to me as a guy who's not going to be sitting still and waiting for someone to come to him. Yeah. I think he's going to be aggressive because he's watching what Phillips and Klayovkov didn't do. And that's something that, like, I don't know if I'm him. I'm taking note. And I'm also leaning heavily on Bob Bowlesby, who kept this conference together with spit, glue, and duct tape and a hell of a lot of pride mm-hmm. and found a way to do it. And the irony is now, Pac-12 is going to try to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't easy for him to be able to do that. But if anybody tells you what they, you know, this is going to happen, they're lying. I mean, I think we'll know a lot more in 30 days uh, when the Pac-12 has to announce that their new media rights and what every school is going to get, and that's when you'll see chancellors, presidents, athletic directors in that conference either start saying, we gone, or, yeah. okay,
2: we can build on this. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What, what was your, uh, what are your impressions of Brett Yormark? You sat down with him, this is the first time we've got to hear from him, meet him here today. Man, yeah, uh, Is he the right guy? Great first impression. Yeah. Uh, he has
16: such a, a unique background. You know, he's been in NASCAR to Rock Nation. <laughs> Hello. I mean, got, that's Alpha and Omega, man. It's I kind of mean, like you. It's a lot like <laughs> you. Forrest, stop it. But he, he, he's having been in, in those two venues, in the NBA, like you've got to retool in the NBA a ton. I mean, look what's going on with the Brooklyn Nets right now. So when it comes to improvising, adapting, overcoming, he's had to do it. Uh, and I think he's going to lean heavily on Bob Bowlesby. In our 12, 13-minute conversation, he mentioned Bowlesby's name four times, which I think is very smart for him to lean on, on Bowlsby a bit. Uh, and, and I was talking to Bob earlier. You know, I mean, I can't say enough about the man and what he did uh, for the Big 12. And he's more than willing to be available whenever mark needs him. So uh, I, I think that my first impression is, uh, yeah, I mean, home run higher yeah. Came out of left field. I thought it may be Greg Byrne. You know, whole cut I mean, you, you name it, right? You have, you have all these guys that were being named, uh, rumored to be the next commissioner. He even told me when, it, when it, the job came open, he wanted it, but then got a very late start hmm. in trying to go get it. And so he's thrilled
2: to be here, and I think he's
16: going to be extremely aggressive.
2: Don't you need that right oh, hell now? Hell yes! I mean, these days, don't you need to be proactive? as Klyakov right now in the Pac-12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly can't sit back. No. You cannot sit back. If you are,
16: you are cooked as Christmas dinner, man. You're deep fried. Right. So I think he will be aggressive. And whether that's, you know, Oregon, Washington, Arizona, Arizona State, who knows? I I have no earthly idea. But like I said, I think we'll know a lot more and in roughly 30 days. I'm going off the top of my head there with that Pac-12 announcement of their their media deal. And then I think we'll know a lot more.
1: You are are a proponent of – of the transfer portal and NIL and those type of things, what what do you think that's done to to college football over the last 24 months?
16: Well, I used to refer to Mark Emmer, the outgoing director quote director of the NCAA, as direct deposit because <laughs> that's all that guy cared about was his damn direct deposit. <laughs> that two million dollar check, right? I mean, is it clearing every two weeks? He didn't care about the game, didn't care about you know the athletes, didn't care didn't care about the fans. Just did my direct deposit. Hit on Thursday. I'm good. Good to go. Don't care about anything else. And when he approved NIL with no guardrails, I mean, it was like putting a two-year-old in a bowling alley and not putting the guardrails up, right? Balls are going out every lane, you yeah. know? I mean, just hopping over things. It, it, there's, and Nick Saban is spot on. I mean, he's one of the ones that would benefit the most from, you know, the state we're in right now. And he's the one screaming, we should, we need, yeah. you know, to have any kind of a, of, of a governor to, to, to make it a level playing field. Because right now, man, the halves are getting even bigger. They're, they're going from rich to wealthy. And the other schools are just going from trying to hang in there to dirt poor. So I am not, a, I mean, I'm all about players getting paid. But there should be like a, either a salary cap for each, each, every every school has the same guidelines, right? Mm-hmm. So here you have $4 million to go spend. But you can't do it until your player your, your has established himself at the school. So instead of being able to get NIL coming into when you haven't played it down yet, see, see Quinn, yours. Yeah. Dude made over a mill and never saw the field at Ohio State. Right, right. I don't know what Texas boosters are giving him right now in NIL, but you got a kid named Arch Manning coming in. Hey, Quinn, you going to hit the road again? Yeah. And those boosters have paid him, right? What was the return on the money? So to me – it should be some form of, you know, you've been there and you've done something. But it should not be used as a tool in recruiting. But Emirates didn't give a damn. could he, not, he could not care less. And, therefore, it is a wild, wild west out there. You know, and, and throwing money around like it's, you know, like they're – pom-poms in an SEC game <laughs> are you on the air tonight uh not tonight they gave, gave me a bit of a reprieve day one of big 12 media days right. uh, back at it tomorrow okay and, good. and then over to SEC on Sunday all right do you hit them all do you try to hit all the conference media no days? I, I'll normally do two or three okay max gotcha. um but because you know on on the play-by-play side mm-hmm. I'm leaving the talk side right and, and mm-hmm. you know, if you leave the talk side and not here then right. I'm not doing my my due diligence for the uh, for the play-by-play side not sure. like anybody gives a damn about this right now but anyway well,
2: I I do. Well, you do, John. I I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Well, there's (laughs) one of us then. (laughs) There's There's one of us. Hey,
16: I think, by the way, I think Baylor, I mean, legit preseason pick to win this conference. Yeah. Got to develop some guys on the outside, but man, the guts of the team, it's in place,
2: and you got the best guy to lead them. I like it. Well, our goal is to be good enough to get you at a game, okay? Seems to happen every year now. (laughs) It does. That's nice. Didn't used yeah. to happen that way, did like, it?
16: Even in a two win <laughs> season, right? I had you guys against Kansas State. And by the way, that <laughs> game right. that game was a big, I think, a big boost for Aranda. It know? was. Oh,
2: it was huge. And that freezing it was absolutely cold. Huge.
16: Yeah, yeah, I couldn't get to Georgia fast enough for some crazy wings. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> all right, man, stay safe, travel
2: safe. Always great Good to, to see you, you more. Good to see you guys. Too. Thank Thanks you all. very Appreciate much. It.
16: Ian
1: Fitzsimmons, ESPN Radio. Again, Ian Fitzsimmons on ESPN Central Texas, and you're right, he uh, he's he's going to tell you what he thinks, oh, and, yeah. and uh, he's going to be colorful in how he does it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and he was mm-hmm. he, a fun guy too, yeah. by the way.
2: Yeah, very fun and uh, great to visit with him. You'll hear him uh, not tonight, he said, but tomorrow tomorrow night, Mm -hmm. uh, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Then he's going to the SEC Media Days next week. So a guy that really knows what he's talking about.
1: Ian Fitzsimmons on ESPN Central Texas.
3: We're going to step aside, and we're coming right back with more in just a moment. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at com.
10: A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, Anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC.
2: Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive.
15: Summer is when blood donations are at their lowest. Do you know there's a need for 1,500 local blood donors each day? You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org or call 800-366-2834.
3: Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, general manager
0: of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me
7: or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price.
16: Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values.
9: I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me.
1: Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard, aired by
11: the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station.
3: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
13: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Ruthie. The Rangers and Oakland played 12 innings last night before Oakland prevailed 14 seven. The rubber match of that three-game series is tonight. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. A Kyle Tucker doubled in the top of the ninth, scored Jose Altuve to give the Astros a 6-5 win over the Angels. Game two of that series late tonight on the West Coast. Stay up late or wake up early to see the start of the Open Championship in Scotland. Colin Morikawa, Xander Shoffley, and Roy McIlroy hit the course at 4 a.m. Central time tomorrow. Tiger Woods, Matt Fitzpatrick, and Max Homa will get underway at 9 o'clock in the morning. Big 12 media days are underway in Arlington. Stay tuned to ESPN Central Texas for all the latest information.
3: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
1: Back at AT&T Stadium as we continue on this Wednesday afternoon, it is Big 12 Media Day's day one, five schools today, John, five schools tomorrow, and of course Baylor was up first, and uh, i don't know if they went in alphabetical order, or if they maybe went in the order in which the teams were picked no i 'm just kidding uh, but uh, we we're having fun this afternoon and we're glad uh, glad you're with us as we uh, as we talk to those who participate in various different aspects of the conference, and certainly our next guests uh, had a a huge Impact and influence
2: on Brett Yormark coming to the Big 12. Yeah, it's Baylor president Linda Livingstone. She was a part of the search committee. Mm-hmm. She and two others uh, from the league, part of that search committee. She is also the vice chair of the uh, board of directors of the Big 12 conference. So... President Leningstone very much in a leadership position she was here she was front and center earlier today uh, on the dais with uh, Bob Bolsby who was here Bob Bolsby the uh, outgoing commissioner And Brett Yormark, the incoming commissioner, and President Livingstone were front and center as everything began today. And did you notice that the media – that was 830 this morning. Correct. Media was here. Yes, they were. Now, sometimes there may be some stragglers in a little bit, but I think everybody wanted to be here for that opening uh, press conference with those three. They they were front and center, no question about it. And
1: and I find it interesting, and and maybe you do, maybe you don't, I don't know, uh, that uh, the leadership of the conference – also, the branch leads to Baylor with dr. Livingstone, and you mentioned Mac Rhodes a uh, a ally if you will to to the new commissioner and, and isn't that interesting that
2: they turn or he turns to them. For, for leadership and in guidance i think uh i think those two especially in baylor in general very influential you know in what's going on with the big 12 conference and uh he, we had a chance to visit with baylor president linda livingstone as she came by here on day one of big 12 football media days continuing from at&t stadium in arlington big 12 football media days and we are pleased to be joined by the president of baylor university president linda livingstone welcome to you
15: thank you john it's a pleasure to be with you.
2: Isn't it fun to be back in this building? You remember the last time we oh, were here? Oh,
15: yeah. When I walked in, I was like, oh, man, this is a great place to come <laughs> <know>. back to.
2: <laughs> Same feelings. Oh, it's so great. And for you, with your Oklahoma State yes. background, Oklahoma State and Baylor, uh, I'm sure particularly good memories.
15: Those were special memories and we love OSU, but it was really fun, one, for both of us to be in the playoff game, you know, in the championship game, but then for us to win like we did, it was just such a special moment.
2: Yeah. What a great year last year was. And uh, looking forward to more this year. But how about Coach Aranda turning it around so quickly from two and seven to 12 and two, and Big 12 and Sugar Bowl champs?
15: I uh, can't say enough about how Coach Arand and his staff uh, turned things around, did it so well with such class. And just a credit to the young men on that team, too, that that they stepped up, did what they were asked to do, and ended up just having such a great year last year. So much fun for our fans, for the Baylor family. So love to do it again.
2: Yeah, exactly. Don't you appreciate the way he runs the program? I mean, how it's person over player and the things that he just, you know, sews in end to these guys
15: well you've got to love that about him and I've been talking to some of the media here and there you know ask me what why is it such a good fit for Dave at Baylor and I said well as a faith-based institution having a coach that cares uh, more about the person than even the player cares about their spiritual development their personal development you've got to love that a lot and and as I said when you listen to Dave in his remarks today what he really talks about, the competitive difference being, it's really all about their heads and their hearts, mm-hmm. even more than it is the physical stuff, because everybody does the physical stuff well and has great athletes out there. And you can tell a lot of what they do is develop the, developing strength for them mentally as well as getting their hearts in the right place for how they're caring about one another. So I, I love that. He talks about love. I mean, my goodness, you've got to a, love a football coach that talks about his <laughs> exactly. players loving each other.
1: <laughs> and, and reading books, too. He was oh, talking no. about it. <laughs> Talking about reading books, and he, he really is a thinker, isn't he? I mean, Absolutely. He, th- that's one of his his great strengths and characteristics.
15: Oh, he is! I love that about him. Of course, you know he's he's got a philosophy degree, and so you kind of love having a football coach that sounds like one of your faculty members. And so it's it's great fun talking to him, and he always has such interesting insights into not just football but but life generally. And I think he instills that in his players.
2: The day began today with uh, with you up on the dais with Bob Bowlesby, the outgoing Big 12 commissioner, and Brett Yormark, the incoming Big 12 commissioner. I thought that was a great way to to start the day and start the proceedings.
15: Well, it was a a wonderful time to, one, be able to recognize Bob and all he's meant to this conference over the last decade, and then to be able to introduce Brett. We're unbelievably excited about him coming in and leading the conference going forward. He kind of got thrown into the deep end unexpectedly uh, with the (laughs) announcement of USC and UCLA the day after we announced him as our new commissioner so he's been Uh very very busy even well ahead of his official august first start but we're excited about his leadership and really looking forward to what he's going to do for the conference
1: what were some of the things that excited you about Brett, your market, and why is he the commissioner of this conference?
15: Well, when you get to know Brett, one there's tremendous energy and enthusiasm uh, for uh, college athletics. He's an unbelievably hard worker. But then when you begin to look at his skill set, he has a depth of experience in sponsorships and entertainment. He's got good connections in the media world. He's worked in, you know, professional sports and entertainment. He's done a lot of work with college basketball at the Barclays Center. And so he brought a a really unique skill set for much of what we have to do in college athletics going forward. So in many ways, it's a looking forward hire and not a looking back hire. And then when you combine him with the unbelievably talented uh, athletic directors we have in our conference that bring a huge depth of knowledge and experience in college athletics, I think that partnership is going to be really fabulous for the conference going forward.
2: It is, uh, some would say, an out-of-the-box hire, you know, and I guess that's true. Uh, I don't know what the box looks like,
15: really. <laughs> I'm not sure there is a box Well, no, <laughs> that's true,
2: and maybe there shouldn't be, uh-huh. but I'm guessing as you went through the process and you were on the search committee to to identify the new commissioner, I'm guessing that was part of it, to to uh, to look forward mm-hmm. and to maybe look for some characteristics, you know, of what this league is going to look like moving ahead.
15: Well, as we went through that process, and, and Chancellor Gerard at Kansas, And President Skuvenik at Texas Tech were the other two members of the search committee. Uh, And the search firm Turnkey ZRG did lots of data gathering from presidents, athletic directors, and others to understand where we wanted to go as a conference, what we were looking for, and you know, it really became clear. I mean, we had a really rich pool of folks, both from within college athletics and those outside. But I think it became clear, given the challenges of college athletics, given all the changes that are taking place, that looking at somebody from outside um, would bring some real advantages that we needed, particularly with our media rights negotiations coming up in the next couple of years. And then the transition of uh, the new schools in uh, OU in Texas out was going to be really important. So he brings a unique set of skills and just an, a tremendous work ethic and a humility of knowing what he knows and knowing what he doesn't know, which I think was also important to us. You,
1: you mentioned that, uh, and, and it seems to me that obviously college athletics is changing and it's changing on a daily basis and and we don't know what's around the corner do we
15: no we don't (laughs) and i think that's the other thing you know brett's a real creative thinker a real visionary and given that there's so much uncertainty in college athletics that it's so unpredictable both even at the conference levels but as on a national level i think you need somebody that's sort of looking ahead and trying to think about you know how we position ourselves so that even in this tumultuous time we're going to be positioned really well, kind of even if it goes in different directions than we think that we might have thought it was going to go.
2: I think one of the questions he was asked was about the brand of the Big 12, how he, he views that right now or what it needs to look like. Uh, I think that was the question. His answer, part of it, was about being hipper. Is that right?
15: <laughs> well, I, I did not. I was not in the oh, interviews. Okay. I had okay. to step out and take a phone call. But I heard that he was uh, talking about it. we needed to be hipper and appeal more to younger people. And he yeah. was asking me how we needed to do that. I go, I don't think I'm the right person <laughs> to answer that question. Because I don't think anybody's going to say how uh, hip I am. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, That 18 to 24 demographic is a really critical demographic. And if we don't capture that demographic now in college athletics, we're going to be in a lot of trouble for a long time in terms of viewership and everything. And they don't watch traditional media and they don't consume information in traditional channels. And so we've got to figure out how to position ourselves, brand ourselves, where we're seen, where we're heard, uh, that appeals to the 18 to 24-year-old while keeping the audiences that we already have. And so I think that's kind of probably what he's getting at with that comment.
2: Yeah, and it kind of hit me between the eyes. I'm not sure I'm hip either, <laughs> and maybe I need to. I'm
15: I do have a bad hip, but I don't know if counts hip, or yeah. that I don't
2: know. Let's ask him if that's what he was <laughs> talking about. But, uh, but you tell me uh, if I need to be more hip, okay? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pass I'll, that on to you. Man. I'll trust in that. What was it like going through? I mean, you've been through a lot of hires. What was it like being a part of this process? Yeah.
15: Well, I really enjoyed it, and I loved working with Lawrence and Doug, and we were had a great partnership in that, great search firm. It was a very aggressive search timeline uh, because we wanted to get done before media day so we could yep. introduce the new commissioner here. And so we kind of rolled up our sleeves. The search firm held our feet to the fire and uh, put a really aggressive schedule together, and we just held ourselves accountable to stick to that schedule and, and get it done. And so I, it was a great process. It was a clean process. We had great uh, support from uh, the other presidents when we brought them in for the finalist interviews. They really trusted us in that, which was important. And so, you know, it really went about as smoothly as you could expect for uh, one a a search so important and one in kind of such a tumultuous industry right now.
1: Do you feel good about where the league is positioned at right now?
15: Oh, absolutely. I feel great about the four schools that are coming in. I feel great about the commitment of the existing schools to the conference um, and feel like uh, particularly as we bring in those new schools and bring in some new media markets uh, a new time zone some really competitive schools that, frankly, competitiveness across the league is going to be great. I don't think you're going to have any idea week to week who's going to win the games and both in football and in other sports as well. So I think we're really well positioned. I think there's opportunities for us to build our brand uh, to make it stronger. But given all that's going on, I think we're in a much stronger place than we were last summer. I feel really good about where we are and the opportunities that we're going to have ahead.
2: You mentioned this right off the top, but Commissioner Bowlesby was here uh, and it was nice to to be able to say thank you to him, wasn't it?
15: It was. I mean, I think the world of Bob, he's been a wonderful supporter of me and Max since we've been here and has worked so closely with us. And he's led the conference through some really tough, tough times and uh, provided great leadership uh, last summer into the fall as we uh, repositioned the conference. And so, just can't say enough about his leadership, his friendship, and frankly, the impact he's had on college athletics for many, many years because of his entire career.
1: You mentioned the four schools, he's got to get a lot of credit uh, for those four schools coming into the league and and really kind of, in my opinion, kind of solidifying the league.
15: Well, I think that's absolutely right. And he was instrumental in that. And he worked so closely with the athletic directors and, and the presidents on that. And we did that very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were, they were by far the right four to bring in that brought the right strengths to the conference. And uh, Bob was instrumental in that. And those four schools uh, think the world of Bob and really respect him. And uh, we will miss Bob, but wish him well as he uh, retires and spends time with his grandkids and, and some other things. But he's going to continue to be a great help to Brett. They're, they, they're working on a really smooth transition plan. They're partnering together. Uh, so you can already see a really good uh, working relationship, a lot of respect there that's just really positive for the conference.
2: Have you been to one of these before? I have Media not. Day? This, this is, is my I, very first one. I thought one. it might be. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. It's fun for us just to visit around and just kind of get... It's the juices flowing for the football season.
15: Well, it does get you excited about football, yeah. and it's great to see some of the players here. And I know folks at some of the other schools because of all my work with the conference and in the NCAA. So it's kind of fun to catch up with Good. people. And I, frankly, know some of these media people from many years ago at OSU. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's That's like, great. Some of these people are still doing this wow. job years later, but That's it's fun.
2: Great. That's great. Well, stick around and just uh, enjoy the day. Uh, let me say uh, congratulations to Shelby. She's got Thank a job. You coaching at Liberty.
15: Yeah, she's unbelievably excited. Just started uh, July 1st as assistant volleyball coach at Liberty. They're in the middle of camp this week, and she's thrilled. She gets to kind of combine her love of volleyball and her, you know, finished a Master of Divinity with a sports ministry emphasis, so she gets to combine her love of volleyball with her love of doing ministry to college athletes, and she's excited about the opportunity.
2: That's great. Congratulations on that. Hey, thanks for visiting with us. Great to have you here.
15: It's always fun to be with you, John. Thank you, hey, you guys very so much. much.
2: That's Dr. Livingstone
1: from uh, Baylor University. Uh, any big takeaways from that conversation? Um,
2: Just that she's good. <laughs> you know, she's so good. She's and plugged in, isn't she? She was very much plugged in and would never toot her own horn, would never do that, but just right in the middle of what was going on, you know, in at the Big 12 conference level and then on the search committee for the new commissioner.
1: So that's Dr. Livingstone here on day one of Big 12 Media Days. We are presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni, and uh, we, uh,
2: we appreciate Dr. Livingstone for coming by. And she will be part of a dinner we've got this evening. It's at the uh, Weston in Irving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think new new uh, place there over uh, Las Colinas area. So we've got a big Dave Aranda dinner coming up this evening, and President Livingstone will be there also, so a long day for her. But uh, I think it will be a really good group. I think there will be a great contingent of Baylor folks at that dinner this evening.
1: It should be uh, when you win 12 football games yeah. a year ago. <laughs> there absolutely
2: should
1: be. <laughs> One of the biggest right here yeah. in this building. And You know, that didn't cross my mind until we got here this morning that uh you know in, in where the where the podium is and yeah. in, in in that's the end zone i mean yeah. that is the end zone <laughs> right. in which the bears were able to
2: to claim a big 12 title cross my mind believe me i knew <laughs> coming back into this building i, I told aaron yesterday i was going to go down and find that spot like three, <laughs> three inches, inches right three inches out of the end zone and I'll take a picture and send it to Aaron for uh, for posterity. There, but uh, I definitely had that thought, and, and President Livingstone mentioned that coming back in this building mm-hmm. where Baylor won the Big 12 championship over her alma mater, Oklahoma State, last year.
1: All right, so that's Dr. Livingstone. Let's uh, let's step aside, and then when we come back, we will uh, jump in, talk some X's and O's. We'll talk to Neil Brown, the head football coach of the West Virginia Mountaineers. We'll do that next when we continue from AT&T Stadium. This is Big 12 Media Day. Presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. We're right back with more tomorrow.
3: Recently on Game Time, we welcome into the program from Shahan Shehan Jayarajah.
10: That's what's really unfortunate for him about this, that they had somebody like Caleb Williams waiting in the wings as somebody who's won a Big 12 championship. To hear people chant, we want Caleb from the crowd, you know, a freshman quarterback who hasn't really done anything at that point. I understand the frustration, but at the same time, that's kind of part of being a college football player. That's part of playing at a program like Oklahoma.
3: Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
5: I i am going out with Justin. Oh, I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat. That's just because he goes to pick up outfitters. Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad. Will Amanda and Justin find
4: happiness? Will Brad go to pick up outfitters? Tune in again to the naked truck. Brought to
7: you by Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lakeyard Drive in Waco. Flinging the green and gold worldwide on the web at
10: syntechsportsfan.com. With more than 160,000 alumni worldwide and counting, the Baylor family is growing. And through the university's expanded Baylor alumni program, the family is growing closer. With hundreds of local volunteers, planning events in cities and towns around the country, you can gather with fellow Bears no matter where you are. So get connected, get something started, get involved and make plans to get together with Baylor alumni. Visit us at baylor.edu slash alumni.
4: In my podcast, Your Money and a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a qa and a style format, helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for Your Money and a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify.
15: Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC.
0: Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, VersaLive Southwest, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. You're back with us, Tom, John, and Lark as we
1: uh, continue day one of Big 12 Media Days from AT&T Stadium. And uh, Coach Neil Brown from the uh, West Virginia Mountaineers came by, and I-, I told you earlier today. I said he's one of my favorites in this league. Yeah. He is uh, very personable, very genuine, and-, and-, and really, you know, he's when you. You don't get a lot of coach speak
2: from Coach Brown. I mean, he he's really going to tell you exactly what he thinks. Yeah, he's very honest. It's mm-hmm. great to visit with him. I, I love it because we've got the background from – my hometown is yeah. his hometown, Danville, Kentucky. Now, how about this? West Virginia last year they finished six and seven with mm-hmm. the, with the bowl game, six and seven, four and five in the conference, and a fast finish to the season to become bowl eligible. Uh, so he really did take a step forward, and he's looking forward to that next step that comes up this year. And they've got, and we've
1: discussed it with him, but they've got a very unique. And I think a very
2: difficult football schedule. Uh, yeah. He says way too tough. <laughs> they open with Pitt, the backyard right. brawl. They'll play that at Heinz uh, Field they or will. whatever the new name mm-hmm. of it is in Pittsburgh. What is it? AccuSure. AccuSure Field. That makes sense. Nope. In Pittsburgh. But that's their season opener on a Thursday night. Right. They play, who, Kansas? Kansas. So a big Adam. 12 game yeah. in week two. And then they play Virginia Tech right. uh, in non-conference on a Thursday night in week And they three. got a
1: game sliding in there with Townsend, too, so... Uh, they, they've got an interesting schedule to say the least and we talked to uh, Coach Brown about that and uh, here's the conversation with Coach Neil Brown of West Virginia.
2: Back at Big 12 Media Days here in Arlington we are honored to be joined by the head coach of the West Virginia Mountaineers. Proud uh, product of Danville, Kentucky my hometown. I always have to bring that up I hope you don't mind. No,
14: I, I enjoy it
2: You're, you're kind of my claim to fame okay? well, I don't
14: know about that <laughs> Yeah, but I do appreciate it. my dad was here I was able to bring my dad. He had to leave a little early, but my dad and I took in the baseball game last night, the Rangers game, nice. and then and then brought him here. And I said, "Hey, you won't be the only person from Dan. We won't be the only people from Danville here tonight." <laughs> that's great. Uh, gravel Switch, to be exact, right? So, Gravel Switch is my mom's hometown. That's oh. a, that's a suburb of Lebanon, Kentucky. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to know the territory. Yeah, yeah. You got to know. You got to. Yeah. But uh, Gravel Switch is a suburb of Lebanon, and and for, for your listeners here in in central. Texas, Lebanon has probably... 5,000 people so you can yeah, there, there's a the, in, in gravel switch there's a post office um, and now there's a, since the county went wet there's a liquor store that's about, that's about it that's about it shout
2: out gravel switch this may be the only interview you do today maybe that gravel yeah, yeah, switch you, comes out. That, that's, that's so, a safe assumption I'm glad to do that uh, good to see you this kind of is kind of gets things going doesn't it at least folks fans mm-hmm. media talking thinking
14: about football season it's football season it, it is I was uh, 50 days to we line up on a Thursday night and play pit nineteen days till we start camp. Mm. you know August first is the day that that we 'll have our first practice, so it 's honest you know it, it really is this is kind of the event we do it early. Um, earlier than, than everybody else, which I think is a benefit to our league. But it's football season. You know, we've, we've been on vacation, and vacation for me looks a little different because i got a 14- and 11-year-old that are both playing softball, so we're all over the place. There's wow. not a whole lot of downtime, <laughs> but, it's, uh, but it's here, and, and we're ready. Do you think, and I know there's a
1: lot of conversation right now about realignment and things like that, NIL and all that. From your chair, do you think about those things, or, or is it right now are you kind of locked into
14: X's and O's? in in coaching football? The realignment, not so much, because those aren't things that football coaches are making decisions on. You know, we have no more say in it than than your listeners, honestly. We're just... That's not something they're, they're quizzing football coaches anything about realignment. That's not the case. So, But name, image, likeness is something we deal with every single day, and, and it's not going to change, you know. And and transfer portal and player retention, those are things that you're dealing with on a daily basis. Those don't go away. They don't go away when you start camp. They don't go away when you're playing games. Those are constants. And and so that's something that's just part of the job description now is you're going to deal with those things on a daily basis. Um, college football is in a, it's in a changing time, you know the one constant about our business is it's going to change. And, and I don't think there's any end in sight for that. I think over the next three to five years, it's really going to, it's going to be a time that there's going to be continuous change. And a lot of, a lot of what's happening in college football is self-infliction. We took it um, a game and, and didn't evolve. We didn't involve NCAA rules. We didn't involve evolve how we were we were sharing with the players the revenues that were that kept growing and growing and growing. And now you know we're paying the price. And so rather than being um, initiating policy, we're reacting to policy. And, and I think it's going to be the case now for probably the next three or five years.
1: Are you are you in a situation and it is where you're constantly having to? re-recruit your own players? Is that, yeah. is
14: that a statement? I don't know if you – the re-recruit part is, is probably not the right term. It's – you have to understand that everybody on your roster has options. And so you need to treat everybody on your roster like they have options. And, and so what I think you do is, is relationships are a big piece. Um, you've got to figure out a way to give feedback in a way that uh, shows accountability, that shows that you care about their growth and their continued improvement, but at the same time, it's not demeaning. And I think the, there there has to be continuous conversations. And so, and then you, from a roster planning perspective, you've got to plan that you're going to lose a certain number of guys. And you've got to have some flexibility in your numbers to be able to react to whatever happens, because there's always going to be something that's unexpected. There's always going to be a player that maybe you, there's no chance you thought they were leaving where well, they may leave. And so you have to be able to be reactionary to it. And you can't take it personal. You know, my days of of, of, of taking every move uh, personal are probably over. You know, it's just about, hey, you know, it's going to happen. We've got to stay in front of it as best we can. And when things do happen, we'll adjust and make the best of it.
2: You're going to be asked a lot about subjects like that today. But does, uh, does that
14: get old for you? Wouldn't you rather just talk X's and O's? Yeah, but, you know, that's just not the world we live in. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of things going on with college football, and the things that are on front burner issues right now are not necessarily the play on the field. And we've got to get back to whether that's the main point of – Point of topic when you're talking college football is who's playing well, who's coaching well, what are the the games we're looking forward to seeing, but that's not the way we're at right now. We, we're talking about conference realignment, we're talking about the college football playoff, we're talking about name, image, likeness, we're talking about equity. We're ta- you know there's a lot of things we're talking about and. It's fair. You know, like I said, I, I I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for where we're at as a game right now because I think we brought a lot of it on ourselves. But we've got to figure out some solutions. And so one thing that, that I learned probably in Danville, Kentucky, is you better not complain unless you have solutions. And there's some things that, that quite frankly, I don't have solutions for right now, so I'm not going to spend any time complaining about it. We're just going to adjust and make the best of it.
2: Remember remember uh, early on last year you had a couple of close losses. Uh, was it OU and Tech maybe, three-point
14: losses? We had we had two we had back-to-back games right before we went to Baylor, um, and we got beat. We had the ball uh, tie game with under four minutes to go at OU, and they ranked I don't know, probably second in the country, and we had a bad snap. And we went from second and short within inside the 35 where we had a chance to really take control of the game and yeah. win it on a walk-off field goal. We had a bad snap, had to punt it to them. They go the distance and, and kick a walk-off field goal to beat us. And then we lose at home to Texas Tech on a walk-off field goal back-to-back. And then we went down to to Waco and just laid an egg. We played out, you know, and, and, and credit to Dave's team. They played a lot better than we did. But... We just we, we, that was the worst game we played all year wasn't even close um, and then we were able to regroup after a bye week after that game and we played better football down the stretch went 4-2 and two, lost close games to Kansas State and Oklahoma State um, but we played better football we were able to get bowl eligible and so last year was a tough year for a lot of reasons you know after, after our bowl game which we didn't play very well offensively we made some staff adjustments and brought in Graham Harrell to run the offense which is going to be beneficial uh, we remade our roster and I think probably very similar to some of the same things that Dave went through last year in January at Baylor and really remade our roster in an in a, in a image that we think gives us the best opportunity. Uh, it's, a, it's a roster that there's a lot more joy in coaching that group than we had a year ago, and so I think that's important. And we've got a group that's worked really hard over the last six months to put themselves in a position where we're under the radar a little bit, but that's probably a good place for us to be. But I like our team on, in, in all three phases, really. Is part of that, uh, talking about your roster, is part of that you've been there, this is your
2: fourth year, right? Mm-hmm. Part of that is you inherit a roster, but then you want to work it and, and meld it to a, where it's your kind of roster. Is that
14: natural? Yeah, yeah that's true. But it's not the, the situation we went into in West Virginia is, is really unique and we in 2018 they probably had the best team they've had, and you know going back to probably when Coach Nealon was, or excuse me, when Rich Rod had it going right there in six, seven, and eight, and then when Coach Nealon had some of his top teams. I mean that 18 team was was right there. They didn't finish very well, but it was right there. And then, but all those guys left, you know, and went to the NFL. There were six draft picks and. A lot of the senior leadership and so we actually played you know maybe above our playing weight a little bit 19 and go five and seven and but we won two of our last three on the road and did some good things um and then the pandemic hits and and we did we did okay there we went six and four won a bowl game um but when you go through like the we got the job late in 19 you have a pandemic year and there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things that are in the name, image, likeness, and the transfer portal. So, like, it's not your traditional three years where mm-hmm. you can mold the roster like you wanted. It. It's right. been a lot of transition and a lot of, you know, the rules were changed right in the middle. You know, we had the set of rules that we'd always played by, and then we get to West Virginia. Within six months, the rules have completely changed. And so and so now this is the first time going into a season where I feel feel really good about kind of where we're at we feel really good about um the the makeup of a roster. We feel really good about our leadership. We feel that we've recruited good enough athletes so we can go toe to toe each week in this league and so this is this is the best group we've had now we've got to go out and win close games that's the that's kind of been the difference. you know y'all know this y'all been been in this league and watching these games long enough is small margin for you know like Baylor's a great example of the team that you all cover is. You look at twenty, lose a lot of close games. They're in them, change script twenty-one. Sure. They win, they win sure. those games. Oh yeah, you know. And it's were they that much better? They were better, mm-hmm. but that many win difference. I, you know, I don't know about that. But they figured out a way to win the close games, yeah. which is which is vital in our league.
1: You um, you open with Pitt and then you jump right into conference play in week two against the Jayhawks. That's a little interesting twist uh, to your
14: schedule. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting things on our schedule. Really, I mean we're we're opening up on the road against a Power Five opponent for second time in 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 as many years, which is not ideal. It's not uh, we may be the only team outside of Notre Dame that's done that. And then next year, we're going to do it again. We'll open up at Penn State. And so we're going to go three years in a row on the road. You know, we play 11 power five opponents. We're the only team in our league that's doing that. Um, We play both of them on the road. We play in Blacksburg on a Thursday night, Pitt on a Thursday night, so we got nine conference game and two regional rivalries, and then oh by the way, we're going to play a league game right smack in the middle of that, which is not ideal at all. Yeah,
2: we need to let you go. Mike is uh, pulling pulling you away from us, but great to see you and uh, good luck getting things going. We'll see you on a Thursday night in October in
14: Morgantown. Yeah, looking forward to it. That thanks, about that. thanks, thanks, Coach. coach. See
1: you. That's Neil Brown, the head coach of the West Virginia Mountaineers. John, in your opinion, where's West Virginia in this thing? Uh, this is a team, as you mentioned, around five hundred year ago is this an important year in 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 the
2: in the process for coach brown i think that's putting it mildly i I think so i mean they they uh were a bowl team last year in fact how about this west virginia has been in a bowl game uh, 18 of the last 20 years. Wow, I did not realize know, that. That, that kind of surprised me when I saw that. Kinda also, speaks up on you, yeah. But very consistent, and uh, for Coach Brown in his fourth season, I think a lot of people are saying, you know, what's that next step? You know, is it seven wins? Is it eight wins? Is it more than that? But I think a lot of people will look at that for he and West Virginia. This and make
1: year. no mistake about it, it's going to be a new look West Virginia football team. Uh, yeah.
2: They they
1: <laughs> the the portal. Uh, yeah, they there's a. A lot of new faces
2: wearing wearing the West Virginia blue. Yeah, very much so. And he mentioned the new offensive coordinator, Graham Harrell. From uh, Texas Tech. Right. Name uh, folks our listeners will be familiar with. So he's done some High things. school, Ennis, is that right? That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, he's done some things to try to, uh, you know, take that next step with the Mountaineers. So there you go. That,
1: uh, that is uh, Coach Neil Brown from the West Virginia Mountaineers. This is Media Days, Vic 12 Media Days from AT&T Stadium, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. We're back with more in just a moment.
6: Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at NitscheGroup.com. With the Nichi Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at the TheNitscheGroup.com.
11: Your ESPN Central Texas forecast for the rest of the afternoon, sunny and hot with a heat advisory in effect. Tonight, clear skies, overnight low near 80. The rest of the week, we'll see highs of around 107 and overnight lows in the upper 70s. Currently, it's 106 at ESPN Central Texas. What a year for Baylor Athletics.
3: Matt Meyer will hold the ball, toss it
2: high in the air. Baylor can celebrate a second straight Big 12 Conference Championship. Baylor clinches it with a win over Iowa State tonight here in the Farrell Center. 75 68. Drop the confetti in the Farrell Center.
16: From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
15: What's up, guys? This is Tori down at Harley-Davidson of Waco. With gas prices booming, you deserve to get your knees in the breeze and save some cash. With record-breaking numbers the past few months and June right on track to make waves, we need your help to keep up this momentum. Whether it's purchasing your very first Harley-Davidson motorcycle or getting rid of your third old bike in the garage, we would love to have your business. Be cautious of the heat outside, but take advantage of the heat inside with these smoking hot deals, y'all. Trade it in, take it home, or turn it over. This is only the beginning at Harley-Davidson
9: of Waco where you'll never ride alone.
3: Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at syntechsportsfan.com.
13: At UBO Business Services, we understand that digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com.
5: I'm going out with Justin. Oh, I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat. That's just because he goes to pick up outfitters. Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad. Will Amanda and Justin find happiness? Will Brad go to pick up outfitters?
4: Tune in again to the naked truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Drive
3: in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
13: I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. The Rangers in Oakland played 12 innings last night before Oakland prevailed 14-7. The rubber match of that three-game series is tonight. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The Kyle Tucker doubled in the top of the ninth, scored Jose Altuve to give the Astros a 6-5 win over the Angels. Game two of that series late tonight on the West Coast. Stay up late or wake up early to see the start of the Open Championship in Scotland. Colin Morikawa, Xander Shoffley, and Roy McIlroy hit the course at 4 a.m. Central time tomorrow. Tiger Woods, Matt Fitzpatrick, and Max Homa will get underway at 9 o'clock in the morning. Big 12 media days are underway in Arlington. Stay tuned to ESPN Central Texas for all the latest information.
3: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: at at&t stadium as we continue on uh, big 12 media days and uh, y- you mentioned it john at the at the top of the day that it's it's a who's who i mean you've got coaches you got players you got media you got conference representatives you got a lot of different people coming through the doors here at at&t Stadium. yeah and it's fun too yeah it it it's kind
2: of a reunion for us to, mm-hmm. uh, folks you haven't seen since last season sometimes last football season but that's fun and it's it's Media that cover the Big 12 on a regular basis. Right. It's also national media that are here as well. So uh, really good. The positioning of this media day's uh, Big 12 first one to kick it off. SEC's come up next week. So it really allows some national media to come in.
1: You've mentioned to me on several occasions you believe Kansas City is the perfect place for the basketball tournament. Yeah. This is the perfect place for football media days, isn't it? Absolutely.
2: No question about it. No question, because the championship game is here. Right. So we sort of start the football season here with Mm -hmm. media days and finish it here. This year it will be on December 3rd, I think, uh, for the Big 12 championship game. So there you go. We had an
1: opportunity earlier today uh, between sessions to, to visit with WFAA sports anchor, joe trahan and and talk about his initial thoughts on the new commissioner what in what direction we're going with the league and you know the exit of texas and oklahoma that that really hasn't been a big topic so far today, and, and I I kind of thought it would be, and maybe tomorrow it will. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. But uh, here's here's our conversation with WFAA's Joe Trahan. back at Big Twelve Media Days as we continue here on Game Time from ESPN Central Texas. We're joined now by Joe Trahan from WFAA. Joe, you had a, you had an opportunity to to hear the, the new commissioner. What were your
17: what were your impressions? Yeah, I mean, first blush, um, Tom, I thought he was he was sharp. Sharp as attack. Uh, there's an energy there. There's an enthusiasm. I mean, he's on it. Um, I got a chance to talk to him one-on-one. And, uh, you know, he knows just how difficult the job is. I mean, college football is in absolute flux right now, and he is in the middle of that tornado. And he's got to try and figure a way to steer this ship that is the Big 12 out of these incredibly rough waters, man. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. But uh, he's got so much experience. He's had, uh, you know, he worked with the with the Nets, New Jersey Nets, for 15 years. He he consummated that Barclays Center deal. Um he worked on that. And then of course, he's been working with rock nation and Jay-Z in the entertainment space. So he's got some unique qualifications. Mm-hmm. He is an outsider in terms of college football, but I wonder if those unique qualifications that he has being that outsider can actually work to the big 12's benefit.
1: And that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, with, with his unique skill set, he does bring a new energy and some new thoughts and some new ideas to a, a situation that can get stale quite honestly.
17: No, that's a great point. Um, Um, You know, in that, especially in that entertainment space, I feel like uh, they understand better than even in the sports space that you have to continually remake yourself and renew yourself. And you have to evolve and you have to do things differently. Uh, I don't think you can ever stay in the same place in terms of that entertainment space. And I wonder how much of that he's going to try and bring to the Big 12. You and I both know you can't can't make these radical changes right college football's in a great spot Um, big 12 is in an okay spot Um, they better do some things quickly to make sure that they're not left behind i i I feel like the you know the music has started for the musical chairs and they better grab their seat and they better grab a few programs with it i think this guy does have um, a wealth of deal making on his resume right when he was with the Nets when he was with Rock Nation even going back to his days when he was with NASCAR he has been you know at the forefront of making really big deals and that will be put to the test as he tries to make deals with these universities to, to, to join the Big 12 looking in the crystal ball do you see four or maybe even six coming from the Pac-12 yeah I read the reports too um, and he said listen we're open for business mm-hmm. and I think he knows that Every every bit as much as he's trying to do what he's doing, the Pac-12 commissioner's is doing the same thing from his end. And he did tell me one thing in my one-on-one that I thought was interesting, because I asked him about you know what, what was his one great skill set that would ensure the long-term viability of the Big 12. And he said he's a consensus maker. And then he, in a roundabout way, said I'm a pretty good salesman.
1: Talk to me a little bit about Texas and Oklahoma. It, it kind of feels strange having you know having these Big 12 media days and. And, and Texas and Oklahoma with their last year, last
17: couple of years in the league. And it, it's just kind of a different dynamic. What's well, the strangest thing, right? Because, you know, the easiest analogy is to say it's a lame duck situation. Well, you can't call Texas and OU a lame duck. They're going to a better situation, right? So it, it, it is strange. Uh, and these people, you know, nobody here knows how to handle it. And, uh, you know, I, I just think it underscores the fact that the Big 12 and Brett Mark in particular they got to get to work now and listen his first official day isn't until august one and he's already been on the job and you can tell he's been having a lot of conversations already he's got to have a lot a lot more in order that the big 12 can survive
1: joe thanks good to see you buddy all right thanks tom take care that is joe trahan and again he's such a nice guy he's a great guy we talk about all the great guys in this business but he truly is one of the kindest people you'll ever come across he is
2: very 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 genuinely kind. absolutely very fun. I remember he was in Waco. He came down to Waco to cover the uh, championship parade mm-hmm. for Baylor basketball. It's fun to see. And he ran out the middle of the street and said, hey, John, congratulations to you. I'm so happy for you. So really, really cool. Very
1: nice guy. That is uh, Joe Trahan from WFAA-TV.
3: Recently on the John Moore Show. As we welcome in our next guest,
2: Baylor's associate head coach, Alvin Brooks III from Baylor Men's Basketball, joins us.
14: You know, obviously we've been blessed with, you know, great players in the past that put us in position to win a lot of games. And due to the success of the program, we
13: were actually represent the United States and Toronto, Canada is the place that we'll be now.
3: John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
12: Now's the time to make plans for your group to join us for a Rangers game this season. You and your crew will see our exciting team that features baseball's best middle infield, all in the climate controlled comfort of Globe Life Field. Group tickets for 15 or more start at just $10 a piece. Let us help your group find the best space
3: and the best deal. Call 972-RANGERS today or visit TexasRangers.com. Your first word in sports. Game time, weekdays 7 to 9
10: on ESPN Central Texas. With more than 160,000 alumni worldwide and counting, the Baylor family is growing. And through the university's expanded Baylor alumni program, the family is growing closer. With hundreds of local volunteers, planning events in cities and towns around the country, you can gather with fellow Bears no matter where you are. So get connected, get something started, get involved, and make plans to get together with Baylor alumni visit us at baylor.edu/alumni
6: Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and Western Home Decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook.
9: I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me.
1: Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard, aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station.
3: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
13: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. The Rangers in Oakland played 12 innings last night before Oakland prevailed 14-7. The rubber match of that three-game series is tonight. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. The Kyle Tucker doubled in the top of the ninth, scored Jose Altuve to give the Astros a 6-5 win over the Angels. Game two of that series late tonight on the West Coast. Stay up late or wake up early to see the start of the Open Championship in Scotland. Colin Morikawa, Xander Shoffley, and Roy McIlroy hit the course at 4 a.m. Central time tomorrow. Tiger Woods, Matt Fitzpatrick, and Max Homa will get underway at 9 o'clock in the morning. Big 12 media days are underway in Arlington. Stay tuned to ESPN Central Texas for all the latest information.
3: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
2: Joined by Baylor head football coach Dave Aranda, how's the day going for you? Really good. That's yeah, good. <laughs> good to be with you guys. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thanks very much. So kinda like a, this is kind of like this is kind of like the ESPN car wash, isn't it? To go through all the different uh, settings of the interviews. Yeah, it's cool. I think you know, uh, last year is uh, a great help to
18: this year. Last year was my first time doing it. You know, uh, in 2020, this was all zoomed, and so not you know, even the feel of it. And so um, this is now seeing people again for the second time, and there's relationships now, and you kind of have an expectation, and, you know, there's a, um, there's an idea of kind of what's coming, which
2: makes all the difference. Does it bother you at all that there's so much talk about realignment and what the league is going to look like and NIL and all that, not so much X's and O's questions?
10: No,
18: I think, you know, I can certainly understand um, why it's brought up. I think, you know, anytime there's change, I think it's hard. I think we would all rather it, you know, be as it was. But you know, I, I don't know. I think the the a uh, real broad perspective will just show just how oh, there's been a whole bunch of change. You right. know, and um, I think any time that you have you have um, you have changed there's always opportunities and possibilities for new things and new growth and stuff and you know i just look at the league man and i look at the the strength of the teams that are in it i think of the strength of the teams that are coming in you know excited about the new commissioner i think there's a
2: lot to you know to feel fired up about so i'm i'm excited what's been your interaction with uh, brett your if any yet yeah so i've talked to him twice so he
18: called last week and um, had a really good talk with him there it was just kind of introducing you know talking about families and uh, past histories and stuff beliefs and then had a talk with him today and so um strikes me you know if i were to so like brand comes up a lot promotion comes up a lot and i think you know I mean, if, if I were if I were to, to take a, a timeout and and you know step away from 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 all of it, I would look at I would look at at, at the Big Twelve as being very very strong culturally, um, but you know almost almost to. Um, i don't know can you be too strong culturally <laughs> you know yeah and so it's almost like it's i think the the promotion piece and the brand and all of it and i think the trick of all of it is to not lose kind of what, who you are to to get across to who you need to to get to and i think you know that's the that's the tightrope walk right there and so i think he sees all of that just like that and so i think it's a it's a good thing, man. I'm, I'm excited for you. How do you how do you
1: process all of that? All of the off the field stuff that college football is going through right now, and it's and it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And then you're on the field, X's and O's, players and coaches. And I mean, do you, do you have to try to separate all that and, and, and put one in one compartment and one in the
18: other? It's uh, a good question. I think a lot of it comes up in recruiting, and so that's where it comes up the most. Um, and it'll come up from you know certain certain schools that will bring it up and try to position it a certain way and so you you um, you address it there but then i think you know the other the other piece would be um, you know coaches i think coaches and staff I think it's important to be all, you know, forthcoming and forthright with whatever you know, you know, bringing them up to speed because I'm sure they're all hearing it on their car ride to and from work and just whatever else. And so I think there's that piece. The last would be with the team. I don't know, like with the team, particularly if it really affects them really at all. You know, I think they're just so ingrained in the day-to-day, and I think that's where the magic is right there. That's what we, you'd like for us all to be right, is that we're so focused on winning today um that you know the this 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 other stuff is just outside noise and so but i think it's you know as as a leader you have to address all of it so it is you know it is a thing but it's important what uh emotions hit you when you come back into this building yeah i was thinking (laughs) about that this morning (laughs) you know um yeah, it's, it's – it's well, the, the main one would be just how fast time goes. Huh. You know, yeah. it's just – it's funny how fast it goes. And, you know, it's – I love the, the ritual part of it of going through this. And, you know, it used to be when I was an assistant uh, coach that the Major League All-Star game was like this – once that came, that was like the end of yeah. your summer. So <laughs> It's time to get back. <laughs> and now, for me, it's this. Right. And so when we do this, this is kind of like – okay, Dave, you're going to have to get up a little bit earlier than you've been getting up, and, you know, and all this. And so I think it's it's that, just that we're back to it. And, again, seeing people and, yeah, I know you were talking with Coach uh, Kleiman earlier. There's just such good dudes. Yeah. There are coaches over here, so it's way cool to,
2: to visit with them again. What about the last time you played a game in here? Does that, know. that yep. come to mind it at does. all? It does. Yeah,
18: yep, it does. And I think, you know, it just shows, like, how far – we are away from all of that I think you know you think about uh, and I think we all remember the big instances and the big moments and all of it but it's the in between moments that held us together so that we can be there for that big moment and that's the stuff that takes a long time to get done, you know. So, like, you know, for example, tomorrow the uh, team will be running, and it's in the heat, and it's, you know, the big guys are kind of fighting it now a little bit for our team. And, um, you know, Vic, Valori, our strength coach, is going to push them and do all that. And so tomorrow, I mean, did we did we um, push ourselves, right? Is it, is it the best, uh, um, you know, the best – uh, Thursday that we've had or whatever it is, right? Is that where it is or did we take a step back? Are, are guys hiding out? Are guys kind of pre- performative and not really kind of giving their all? Because, I mean, we can't expect to um, make it to this game and make it through all the emotions of that game if we can knock out a Thursday in July, you know, in running. And so that just it brings you down to earth of, like, what's real and what's not. You were asked this
1: morning about uh, shaping in and, and the starting job, and, and, and it got me to thinking: What is the process beyond first team in, in picking that 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 second quarterback? Because as we all know, uh, you, you, you got to have two that can play, and, and that was evident last year.
18: Yeah, it's a good question, and I think um, you know, Kyron Drones' that his improvement was a big part of that decision, and so Kyron, you know, continued to improve. And I think you know, it, halfway through spring, you could you could argue Kyron's the most improved player on the team. Hmm. You know, and and just his confidence was showing, and you know the reps that he had, he made the most of, and there'd be a, a thing a day. Oh, hey, did you see Kyron do this? Or did you, hey, did you see that throw he made? And so that's just way um, way strong by him. And I think you know, throughout the summer, has continued to improve. He's working on his leadership skills. And so, you know, he's on the path, man. So there's a definite path, and he's on it. And so you feel good about that. And so I'm I'm excited for that room. I think the quarterback room is a strong one.
2: we got to let you go. We appreciate the visit. Thank you very much. No, appreciate you guys. Hi, right, Dave. Thank you very all. much. Coach Dave Aranda, Baylor head football coach, coach of the defending Big 12 champs, and the team picked to win the league again this year.
3: Baylor football, Cowboy football. Waco football, Central Texas football, ESPN, Central Texas.
8: It's time for the Spectrum Big 12 football preview. From the Big 12 football media days in Arlington, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
2: Everybody, continuing our series of Big 12 football previews as the Big 12 football media days are underway today.